Hello, Patreon! Happy Halloween! I'm recording this um, towards the end of my hour-long commute on October 31st. Uh, I would have done another one last week, but I wanted to wait until I was almost done with my Halloween marathon. Uh, I'm watching The Conjuring 2 tonight, and that will be my grand finale. Uh, last night I watched the first Conjuring. I like it, but I have sort of an ethical problem because it's based on people who are bad people. Um, Ed and Lorraine Warren are real human beings that exist. They're played in the movie by uh, Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga, um, who you may know from Watchmen and Bates Hotel, respectively. Um, and they both do a great job, but these portrayals are unflinchingly praising of these people. They are upstanding, moral, and actually have magic powers, because in the world of this movie, unlike in the real world, ghosts and demonic possessions really happen, and Evan Lorraine Warren really stop them. But in our actual world, where Ed and Lorraine Warren exist and are real people, well, Ed doesn't exist anymore. He died in 2006. Lorraine Warren is 89. She's still around. She was a consultant on The Conjuring. Um, in the real world, they are two con artists, and it's well known that their entire, like, the entire basis of their fame is the uh, so-called Amityville Horror, which has spawned dozens of movies. Uh, it's based on a lie. It's ba It was completely fabricated by the people who lived in that house and the Warrens. And that is the basis for their career. The Conjuring was... Um, sold to a movie producer based on an interview tape from the Warrens case files uh, that Ed Warren, 14 years ago, gave to, uh, I think it was for, it might be longer at this point. Why did I think for, oh, you know what? It sat in development hell for 14 years. I think this was first in like the late 80s, early 90s that they were going to make this movie. Uh, and it was sold to a movie producer with the involvement of Ed Warren. Like, he brought it and was like, hey, this would make a good movie. Um, so, like, they're in it for the money. They sell books about their fabricated exorcisms and uh, claims of paranormal ability, which they do not have uh, because people don't have that. Um, and it just makes me really mad. It's like, uh, like Wolf of Wall Street. If you don't know that it's based on a real guy's autobiography, uh, then you might think that it's extremely critical of him. But it's not, because it was made with his approval and involvement. Uh, so, there's that. Um, so this, 
but this movie, there's no question. The Warrens are heroes who rescue a family from the ghost of a witch. Um, they are both devout Catholics. They have the backing, full backing of the Catholic Church. Um, and they uh, perform an exorcism at the end of the movie, uh, despite the fact that the like, they are friends with a priest, and they say to the priest, we need approval for an exorcism. And the priest is like, we can't because that family, does, their kid isn't baptized. Um, I'll have to ask the Vatican directly. And then after Ed is forced to perform the exorcism himself, they get word that the Vatican approved the exorcism. So it's like, they don't even break the rules, really. They're completely the good guys. They actually have supernatural ability, like, Lorraine Warren is, she's in the movie, like, the real person, and also is a character in the movie, uh, and she 100% has psychic powers in this movie, um, despite the fact that psychic powers are 100% fictional, um, and specifically her psychic powers have been debunked already in the past, in real life, um, so that all bothers me. But the movie itself is really good. It's beautifully shot. It's wonderfully acted. It's all a period piece set in 1971. Uh, and then there's the intro segment about the doll Annabelle, which is set in the 60s, and that's pretty good, too. Uh, it almost makes me want to see the movie Annabelle, even though that has very low ratings on all the places that rate movies and does not involve... Conjuring and Conjuring 2 director James Wan. Um, but I probably will just skip it. Uh, it's, it's just... It just bothers me that so much of this is built on a... It's supposedly reality, but it's this version of reality that is filtered through these two... Uh, famous liars who cheat people out of their money for attention and fame. Uh, although, I don't know, maybe they don't charge people to do their exorcisms, but they certainly uh, lie to lots of people to make money uh, and to promote their version of Christianity, which involves demons and ghosts being real. Uh, which, I need to emphasize again, demons and ghosts are not real. Uh, there has been absolutely zero evidence for the existence of life after death of any kind um, besides in the memory of your loved ones and in the collective memory of humankind living humankind so uh yeah i don't know i i'm kind of on a soapbox about it but it, it just really bothers me because it excuses a lot of bad behavior and harmful things. Like, exorcisms are not good. They're not necessary because ghosts and demons aren't real, and oftentimes the people involved get hurt by the people performing the exorcism who think that they're helping because of whatever went wrong in their life to lead them to think demons exist. Um, like, you can be a Christian without also believing that demons exist and possess people. 
or that exorcisms are necessary ever. Like, people have died from exorcisms. It's no, it's no different, perhaps even worse, uh, to me than the people who won't let their children go to the hospital when they're sick because they don't believe that medicine works. They just believe that it's God's will whether people live or die. Uh, yeah, exorcism is in that category for me. So I have a bit of a problem with a movie that purports to be based on the truth uh, and portrays real people who have done real harm as being heroes. Um, but uh, setting that aside, good, good movie. Like, scary, cool, well-structured, did some surprising things. All the actors are great, including the kids who... Uh, I think it would be great if they showed up in a lot of more things, which they're probably going to start doing as they are now entering uh, their young adult lives. Uh, like those, like them Game of Thrones kids. Those kids are all great. I'm so glad they're in movies now. Um, anyway, what else did I see? Oh, I watched Hellraiser for the first time. Uh, that movie's gross. I liked it. Uh, it's like... It's about these uh, demons from hell. Uh, no, actually, it's not, really. It's There's this framing structure where these demons from hell come if you summon them. Uh, yes, that's a double entendre. Uh, if you summon them with a, a puzzle box, uh, and then they uh, rip your body apart with big hooks because it makes them horny, or makes you horny, uh, like, getting ripped apart with hooks is apparently, like, the best sex in the whole world ever. Uh, it's weird. Um, the... I know the, like, pain-pleasure BDSM thing is supposed to be, uh, the point of the Hellraiser franchise, but it's surprisingly not very there. It's, like, very subtle in the first movie. I mean, maybe it wasn't subtle in 1987 or 88, whenever this, whichever year this movie came out, but, uh, yeah, I don't know, it's, it seems subtle now by comparison to something like, even Friday the 13th, where, like, the teenagers who, uh, are all having sex at camp then get murdered, or, like, the bullies all get stabbed. That's, like, a direct one-to-one -one relationship between, like, uh, either puberty and death or sexual activity and death. Um, whereas this movie, it seems a little more complicated. Uh, anyway, it's like gross. It's cool. The special effects are really impressive. Like, at least as impressive as Reanimator or John Carpenter's The Thing. Uh, I would argue less pleasant to look at than either of those movies. Uh, but definitely at least as impressive as The Thing, where that's a movie where I, when I watched it, or whenever I see clips from it, I'm like, I have no idea how this was done. I don't know how they did any of these special effects. I'm so super impressed. Um, so yeah, that was, uh, that was Hellraiser. I was going to watch Hellbound Hellraiser 2, but I did not because, I don't know. I kind of didn't want to. It seemed like it was just going to be gross and weird again, so I just didn't watch it. Um, oh, jeez. Oh, I watched The Uninvited, 
which is an American remake of a Korean film called A Tale of Two Sisters. Um, it was okay. It was not particularly artfully made, but it, it had a compelling enough story. Uh, the performances were okay. It's weird, it has Elizabeth Banks and Emily Browning in it, and I had never heard of this movie before. Uh, I liked it okay. Um, like, if you're really desperate for a spooky movie to watch, uh, like, if you've seen everything else and you don't want to watch anything again, watch this movie. Otherwise, skip it. Maybe you're into East Asian horror films, in which case watch A Tale of Two Sisters instead. I haven't seen it, but if it's got the same story as this movie, but was made by artists instead of uh, just like workaday, will make any movie directors uh, and writers or whatever, uh, then yeah, go watch that instead. Ugh. Ugh, I'm sleepy. Um. What else did I see? I don't even... Uh, I watched 31 movies in 31 days, or I'm about to finish that. I've watched 30 of them so far. Uh, what did I watch the morning... Oh, I watched a movie called They Look Like People, and it is a very tense psychological thriller. Uh, I can't I don't know, I'm pretty sure there's, like, no moments of gore, um, or anything in it, uh, but, like, it's a very, it's about this guy who is convinced that there are monsters disguised as people all around him, um, and so he, like, leaves his fiance and moves to the city, uh, and, like, is crashing on his friend's couch and slowly going crazier or perhaps uh, getting more aware of the secrets of the world. It's sort of left ambiguous because um, the only perspective we have is what the movie is showing us, and the movie, for the most part, is uh, showing us the world how this character sees it. Um, so, I don't know, it's it's very interesting, it's very subtle and slow, there's a lot of uh, slow menace to it, um, it just doesn't have as much of a sense of fun as a movie like, say, Creep, which is, uh, in it's incredibly, Creep was one I watched last year, it's an incredibly fun, just, like, Mark Duplass plays this guy, and not sure whether he is the whether he is a creep as implied by the title of the movie or whether he just seems really creepy um, and then just sort of the slow unfolding and layering of this uh, the main character's interaction with him is really nice um, they look like people has a very similar feel but because we follow the person uh, who may or may not be the creep. It's a little different. Uh, it's a little less... I don't know. There's something... There's a fun to horror movies sometimes. Even when it's grim, there's sort of like a, like something horrible happens and you just sort of like laugh or like hoot and holler like, Ah, yeah! Woo! This is crazy. Uh, like a fun celebratory 
release of tension that um, they look like people never really has is just sort of tense throughout. Uh, and there's like a couple brief moments where you're like, okay, the tension of that moment is broken. But overall, the tension of the movie's reality sort of stays consistent throughout. Um, and even builds, uh, but it's just, it's so strange. Um, that movie was okay. I liked it fine. <sighs> what other movies did I watch? I have such trouble remembering anything, and I don't have the list. It's on my computer at home. Um, I'm gonna upload this, I think it's 5.40 right now, this will probably be up by 6.40. Uh, I don't think I've ever recorded and released something as quickly as that. Um, so that's a little strange for me. Uh, I can sort of get immediate feedback. I'm also almost done writing this month's Patreon story. Uh, you may have read it by the time you're listening to this, depending on what order you look at the treats in. Uh, calling them treats seems weird, but I do it anyway. Uh, I don't have much to say because I can't remember the movies I watched. Hooray! But I don't want to leave you guys with just the 17-minute thing. So I'm going to try and vamp a little on my own here while I try to remember a movie I watched. Let's see. Today I'm watching Conjuring 2. Yesterday I watched The Conjuring and The Uninvited. Saturday, before I left for my Halloween party, I watched... What did I watch? They Look Like People. I just talked about it. Friday was when I watched Hellraiser. Did I watch a movie before Hellraiser? I feel like I must have, but I can't remember what movie... Thursday, Wednesday, I know I didn't watch anything. Oh, Thursday I watched, did I talk about The Shallows already? I don't think I did. Uh, I can't remember if I talked about The Shallows. Uh, the Visit I did, I watched also, The Visit and The Shallows were two that I watched. Let's see if I, oh, do I have the Blu-ray here of whatever movie I watched? in the car with me, because I watched something. No, it's not here. Uh, well, I'll talk about The Visit. Uh, it's bad. Don't watch it. Some people really liked it. They're wrong. Uh, it's poorly acted. It's got bad kid rapping. Uh, a kid gets a, a, poopy a poopy diaper in his face, and it's supposed to be scary, but it's just, like, gross and stupid, uh, and not on purpose or in a fun way. Um, I didn't like it. It had, like, some genuinely creepy imagery, uh, and I didn't see the twist coming, even though it should have been super obvious, but, uh, I don't know. It's a dumb movie. I don't recommend it, um, at all. Uh, The Shallows I do recommend, however, because it's Blake Lively, who I don't know if I've ever seen on anything. I didn't that's one of those people whose names I know, but I, before I saw this movie, I wouldn't have been able to name a single thing that she had done, or even if she was an actor or a singer, maybe some sort of, like, country star, uh, but no, she's an actress, uh, uh, 
She is the lead actor in this movie, The Shallows, where she plays a surfer who gets trapped in this, like, cove with a shark um, who seems to sort of be sticking around because uh, a whale found its way into these shallow waters uh, and the shark, like, ate the whale apart and is like, okay, free food, I'm going to stick around here. Uh, and sort of seeing her deal with the brutality of survival is very interesting. Um, she does a good job, which I was surprised about because I had never heard of this person before, and I don't think that she's had too many, like, prestigious roles. Uh, I hope that her performance in this movie leads to perhaps other things, uh, but also this movie has a very interesting and tight structure to it, uh, because there's maybe half a dozen actors total in the thing, and mostly it's just Blake Lively alone, uh, in the water, or, like, on things surrounded by water. Uh, yeah, watch it. Give, give the shallows a look. I liked it. Mm, I rented something else from the library. Oh, I rented... Uh, Kiki's Delivery Service, which is not a horror movie, but was Halloween-themed, because it's about a, a witch, and it's an anime, and I really, really liked it. Uh, everyone listening to this has probably seen Kiki's Delivery Service. I, of course, uh, oh, oh boy, I was gonna stop for gas, but the gas station, for some reason, is very packed. Oh, jeez. Uh, I guess I'll turn around and go home. Uh other gas station. Um, I really liked Kiki's Delivery Service. It features, uh, I believe, the final performance, uh, or one of the final performances of the still dearly missed Phil Hartman. Uh, he voices Kiki's um, familiar, a black cat named, uh, what's his name? Gigi. Um, Kiki is voiced by a young um, Kirsten Dunst, who I believe was like 16 or 17 at the time. Because um, I always forget that she was like a child actor before she was in Spider-Man. Um, and I've sort of come to have an appreciation for Kirsten Dunst now. Um, like, her Mary Jane is not my favorite, but or it wasn't my favorite. Uh, when I watched those movies the first time, but I recently rewatched uh, the first Spider-Man because I bought yeah the trilogy Blu-ray set was on on Super Sale on Amazon, and she's great in that movie, and so is Tobey Maguire. Uh, anyone who tells you that those two are not good in that movie, they're lying. The movie is it makes a lot of choices that I could see people disagreeing with, but. The performances are the least bad of those choices. In fact, I would go so far as to say that the performances are excellent. I genuinely, genuinely enjoy the performances in uh, the Spider-Man. Well, at least the first Spider-Man. Probably the second one. I haven't rewatched it. I don't think that they're going to be too different. Um, I Anyway, Kiki's Delivery Service, great. Uh, I know I rented another Blu-ray from the library, but I can't remember what one. 
got, he used the river service and the visit at the same time, and then I got the shallows in return of that, and then I got the Blu-ray that is sitting in my room right now, which is a copy of, I can't remember, what, I, I don't even know what it could be, I guess the movie, like, didn't stick with me that well, whatever it was. Uh, I'm going to find out in a minute, and maybe I'll stitch together more talk about this as I drive to the library, or uh, I'll, I'll pull over into, I'll pull into my driveway and maybe then immediately head back out to the library. Uh, so just give me a second. I'm pulling into the driveway now. Turn my car off. Check it out passenger seat where I keep all my possessions. No, it's not there. Checking my backpack where I keep all my other possessions. And it is... Oh, the suspense is killing you. I don't see any Blu-rays in here. No. Well, it's not in my backpack, so I'm going to stop this recording, and I'll be right back. Hey, I'm back. It was Crimson Peak is the movie that I had on Blu-ray that I'm driving to the library to return right now. And, oh boy, there's a reason I didn't remember it. It's because Crimson Peak is incredibly boring. Uh, the thing that didn't peak was my interest. Uh, it is beautifully designed, has some cool monsters, uh, a couple of attempted jump scares, um, and is just... It barely exists. It's a movie where, spoiler alert, if for some reason you haven't seen it and care about seeing it, uh, spoiler alert, it's a movie in which Tom Hiddleston gets stabbed in the face with a knife and then slowly pulls it out in one of the most gruesome and cool uh, things I've seen in a movie in like a while. Like that part was awesome. Uh, and yet, somehow, the rest of the movie is just so boring. There's, like, that part with the stabbing in the face, and another time when a guy gets his, like, face crushed against the sink that are both, like, kind of cool. But the rest of the movie is mostly, uh... God, what is her name? Mia Vishakaska? Uh, it's some complicated. I saw the pronunciation guide on Wikipedia and instantly forgot. She's Alice from the live-action Alice in Wonderland movies that are very bad. Um, and she does an okay job, um, but her main role in this movie is not to perform a character, but uh, to run around in a big uh, turn of turn of the 18th... Uh, turn of the 19th to 20th century style nightgown, uh, with her hair all down and flowy, uh, looking distressed about ghosts. Um, if you look at the cover of the DVD where she is dressed in an old-timey nightgown with her hair all down and flowy, that is 
most of what the movie is about is getting her into a position to do that. Uh, it still takes about half of the movie to even get to the, like, the eponymous Crimson Peak, and they treat it like a reveal that this place is Crimson Peak, uh, even though it's, like, a big red mountain. <laughs> it's, 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 like, got this red, goopy, movie blood style clay uh, that Tom Hiddleston wants to mine um, and uh, spoilers again, I assume that you've just skipped this part if you care about Crimson Peak spoilers um, but like he's boning his sister and apparently they keep getting him to marry people to uh, and then kill them to uh, steal their money to fund his weird steampunk clay mining operation. It's so complex, like needlessly complex, like it could have just been a haunted house movie, but instead it's got this weird, like, scheme, barely a mystery, like it's incredibly obvious all along that, um, that they're, like, killing people to steal the money. Uh, and that he's a bad guy. And then they try to make him out to not be a bad guy, because he's like, no, I've actually fallen in love with you. But, like, whatever. Who cares? He hasn't. It doesn't matter. Um, I guess maybe he has... Uh, I just can't care about this movie at all. Um, it's not good. It's got, like, no good parts in it. I just don't like it very much. Anyway, I'm going to return to the library now because I've gotten to the library. Uh, thanks for listening to this. Bye!